1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story, they always do. So, one those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
2: Hour number two, a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bitlin is here as well. Uh, we get tweets. By the way, uh, Chris Felica to join us this hour. Um, real kind of him because he does the Amazon game Thursday night in Chicago. Then they go to Knoxville, uh, I think, this morning. So Busy guy. he just wedges us in. We appreciate it. Uh, Matt Brown, he wedges us in as well because he's got abs and he's got pecs and he's got lats and then he's got legs. That's right. Man. So he's got to wedge <laughs> us in as well. His schedule's just as just as uh as a stuffed as Felikas. And then Adam Burke will be in studio with us talk baseball. Baseball today, three division series games, Cleveland Guardians and the New York Yankees game, 2 makeup from yesterday, and then the two game threes in both knotted-up National League series. So we'll do that. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback, web 12-66. Let's just start with him again. He goes, that's funny, Gil. Hey, Kelly, did, did you ever uh, see Andy Hall? He has never seen Daryl Hall.
3: Do <laughs> you know who Daryl Hall is? No, I don't. Ever heard of Hall and Oats? Oh, yeah, Hall and Oats. There we go. Sure.
2: By the way, watch the reruns of Live from Daryl's house. So great. Anyway, uh, Vegas regular. Have we figured out how to rewind on Amazon for the NFL games? Vegas regular, we, we have and we haven't. Um, unless you step it up and purchase an extra sort of level, oh. you can't rewind. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true. That's what Felica was telling us. We'll, we'll, we'll ask him again.
3: Yeah, I was going I didn't
2: even know that. You can't rewind. Unless you have a certain level of...
3: well, Why isn't that like in your face then? I feel like they would be like, point. hey, upgrade for three ninety nine or whatever. That's a good
2: point. I don't know. I just gave up on it. I'm like, well, I missed that play. I gave up on it too. Uh, Michael Lafon. The Eagles are winning the Super Bowl for sure. Unless the team shows the league how to stop that quick snap one-yard Jalen Hurts quarterback sneak where a guy pushes them. They've made every one-yard third or fourth down unbelievable advantage. Uh, Michael Lafon brings up a great point. You know how, like, it used to be, oh man, they pushed Reggie Bush, or talking College, obviously, the big famous play at Notre Dame. They pushed Liner. Reggie Bush yeah. pushed, pushed Bush, Liner push. into the. These NFL teams now, they don't care anymore. They're like, we're pushing you.
3: So, yeah, what was that? There was a game on uh, Sunday where they, I, I forget what team lined up in that formation with, like, a tight end right behind the quarterback. The, the Eagles
2: do it all the time. There That's what go. he's saying. That's what the tweeter said. Uh, Russell, Russell <laughs> we'll get Kelly back. Russell Ambrose, um, off, Russell Ambrose, providing us with some offshore survivor pick percentages. We appreciate this. Uh, this is something offshore. Two K, two thousand people left out of nineteen K and something. I'm not sure what he's referring to specifically, but it's great for percentages. And like we would have suspected, he says the Rams have forty percent of the picks. The Bucks have twenty five percent. Packers twelve percent. Chargers six percent. Niners six percent. All of those candidates that we highlighted. And yes, the Rams will be one and the Bucks will be two. And that's based on obviously the spreads as well. Picks, he says, have not been far off from circus elections, weekly percentage wise either. All right, um, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to highlight young Kelly Bidlin, not in a college football guessing lines kind of way, but in a serious. I am betting these NBA alternate season win totals kind of way. Take
3: it away, Kelly Bidlin. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, Gil, first of all, let's just have a conversation about some NBA futures and how to bet them. I think that their win totals are always one of the most interesting ones to me because you'll hear a couple different, you'll hear different bettors say different things about NBA win totals. Either... It is. They are amazing because they are one of the things that allow your handicap of a team to play out throughout the entirety of a season, right? So let's say a team has an injury to deal with early in the season or something. Your handicap can play out through the entirety of the long, long NBA's regular season. I said about
2: about baseball, 162 data points. You can overcome negative variance.
3: You can, absolutely. Now, the other way to look at it, is okay in the NBA we see a lot of trades mid-season again injuries happen later in the year so there's a lot of things that you know your team could wildly change think about the Dallas Mavericks last year of how how wildly different they looked by the end of the season as they looked at the beginning of the season you could have a completely different looking team so I always just warn tread lightly. It has to be. I think when you're betting win totals and you're not getting the bang for your buck that you might be getting on a, to win the uh, uh, to win the Eastern Conference, win the Western Conference, that they, they got to be ones that you are very, very committed to. Now. I think that they are – I think some of these alternate win total markets that we're going to get into offer up a lot of value because like we talk about with the NFL alternate win total markets, it is so tough for these books to really set an accurate number on what a win total is going to be throughout an NBA season.
2: Well, the accurate pricing. Right, pricing, yeah. Yeah that's that's what they can't get right, and that's where the value lies.
3: Um, and, it, you know, before the other thing I'm going to say before we dive into this, there is only, as far as uh, that, that I could find, DraftKings is the only place hanging alternate win total prices, which means this market is being heavily bet into by the people who bet NBA win totals. So this becomes, we talk about shopping prices all the time, but this becomes example A of when you need to shop win total numbers because you might find a win total number that's, you know one game off or something like that at at minus 110 when the over on an alternate under 1 is plus 150 it's just not it's just not worth it sometimes you might find a regular win total has better value in it because this market has been it has been bent into so just wanted to say that uh, we're, we're gonna go through some schedule breakdown stuff here uh, we will start in the Eastern conference I, we, we put together this little graphing that John Schumann over at nBA.com did a great job with this really put kind of going through each conference's Uh, You know, strength of schedule, and then there's some stuff on here we'll look at as far as back-to-backs. That first column is how many back-to-backs do teams play this year? That's always important when you're looking at NBA futures to bet. Um, 12 12 and 15 being the extremes. Being the extreme, yeah. So you'll see the Bulls with 15 back-to-backs, and then the Hornets, Cavs, Knicks, Uh, Raptors, all with only 12. Overall, as a league, the NBA getting better and better at this every year. There are less back-to-back situations this year than there really ever have been before. The next column over, you're going to see rest advantage, rest disadvantage. So that is when rest advantage, when you're playing opponent coming off of a back-to-back, rest disadvantage when you're playing on a back-to-back against an opponent who is not playing off of a back-to-back. And then strength of schedule John put together basically based off of win totals. Uh, and then adjusted for location and rest with the rest advantage, rest disadvantage. Now, these are the things that, look, should you lean only on this for when you're making futures bets and win totals? No, but these are the tools you do need to incorporate into your handicapping of those things. So there is one that I wanted to point out on here that's great because the Bulls are a team that I'm down on this year. We saw them really... uh, Outkicked their coverage kind of in the first half of that season last year. We saw them come back to reality uh, in the second half of the regular season. We saw what this Bulls team really is. I think there's some concerns. Uh, there's some major concerns at the point guard position right now with Lonzo Ball missing some time heading into the year, head, heading into the season. There's some concerns for me just overall in that roster period. And then we go and look at this, and they got the most back to backs they're going to play. They're in a 12-8 rest disadvantage. They got one of the tougher strengths to schedules in the league uh this was an this is an underplay for me at plus two fifty you could go under thirty seven and a half at plus two fifty I think it offers great value on a number that uh you know is not too far off that the regular to win total is set at about forty and a half forty one and a half um and i'm just taking a I'm taking a stab here at look there there are four top teams in the eastern Conference that are very obvious uh, after that I think that there's some teams that we're going to see rise up. I do think the Hawks are going to be on the on the rise again this year. I think the Cavaliers, with the pieces that they've added and now getting a year older, are going to be a team that's in the mix in that middle group. I think the teams like Bull, the Bulls and the Heat are going to take a step back this season.
2: So Bulls alternate season win total under 37.5 at plus 250. Always shop around for the best price. And that's great because you're back-to-backs. And your rest advantage slash rest disadvantage helped, corrob- helped nudge you over on that.
3: Yep, yep. And then, uh, yeah. Then if we head out west, uh, we can take a look at that one. Same sort of thing. You'll see all the back to backs, rest advantage, disadvantage, strength of the schedule situation. Oh, look yeah. at the Lakers. Of you actually,
2: I know, right? Of course, the NBA they have trying advantage to get the on skills. everything. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Twelve back to backs. Fourteen rest advantage to eight.
3: Oh man, so I, the one that I'm looking at uh, one that I'm looking at playing here is you've heard a lot of people talk about the Timberwolves this offseason and I'm I'm right there with them. Look, there's they've got all the pieces to be a great team. We're going to have to see them put it together. And if I'm betting something that I'm a little bit more it's a little bit more of an unknown gill I'd rather roll the dice then that they're going to far overachieve and I'm going to get a better price. So over 51 and a half wins at plus 240, I'll take that over what their regular win total is. Because if we're all if we're all sitting here saying they're going to be one of the top teams in the West, then let's bet it that way. Right? Let's bet it that way, try to cash in on a bigger price. So that was one that I liked. Um, and then look, I think the Kings... You're not gonna. You're gonna find. A, you're gonna find a lot of people saying this is the league pass team of the year to watch because they got a lot of fun players uh, on that team. I love this team. They're going to be one of those teams that idiotically Gill uh, doesn't play poorly to try to get in the Victor Webman Yama uh, sweepstakes. They've got too much <laughs> talent almost with Sabonis and Fox, anyways. That I think. I think they're legit legit going to be in that play in tournament situation heading for a playoff uh, appearance this year in the in a weekend western conference so yeah i'm going over 36 and a half on them uh, at plus 200 uh, on the alternate win total spot, I I like this team. There's a lot of firepower uh, with that team, especially adding Keegan Murray this year uh, out of the draft. I think it'd be big. You know, you do see 15 15 back to back situations for them. They do have a slight edge in their rest advantage, but also one of the easier uh, strength of schedules according to John Schumann. So um, those are my those are my three that I pointed out, Gil. But there are others that uh, I wouldn't mind at all. I mean, look, if you want to take a stab at the, the Hawks, well, that's a team I'm I'm high on this year. I would not have a problem with looking You're at them. You're high on
2: them every year, the Hawks. You love the Hawks. You know, what? Hawks. I
3: took a step back last year you go, oh, that's, that's not true. fair. I took, a, I took a slight step unfair,
2: back. Unfair, ladies and gentlemen. Unfair yeah. moment. I did add Challenge more. Challenge uh, flag.
3: I did add more Hawks bets, though, last <laughs>
2: night. <laughs> Listen, and we said this about the NFL alternate season win totals as well. By the way, well done, Kelly Bidlin. Well done on those. Appreciate that. But we said that about alternate NFL season win totals. We'll say it about the NBA as well. We'll say it about every sport. Like, all you have to do is consult a final standings from any season and juxtapose them against the pre-flop season win totals, and you will see just how wide the variance is on those results you should not at all be scared away by alternate season win totals. in fact you should be drawn to them based on the wonderful bang for your buck that you get so bulls under 37 and a half for kelly and t wolves and kings overs 51 and a half and 36 and a half respectively chris felica on the other side college football and of course his survivor play as well numbers game VC the sports betting network
1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
2: The NASCAR playoffs are in full swing, and it's time to see all your favorite drivers in fabulous Las Vegas. South Point 400s this weekend. That's October 14th to 16th, today through Sunday at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. VEASAN's own Brent Musburger will be the grand marshal of the race and also broadcast from the track Sunday morning on Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff. The South Point also has room and ticket packages available. For more information, head to southpointcasino.com. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets of beating the book. This is uh, from a gentleman, uh, Jim Weedrick, who said, missed Paul's third play in non-American football. It was the uh, Real Madrid-Barcelona over... Two and a half goals. We will put all those in the VEASAN newsletter, right? Yep. El Clasico. El Clasico. VEASAN.com slash newsletter for those. Uh, Jed O'Connor, last night, Bears running the ball down the field. Fourth quarter, goes to a play-action boot, stalls the drive. Third and one, you go shotgun. Who's hiring these guys? Yeah, that was that game was remarkable last night. And by that, I mean we we're able to remark on
3: it. I loved every second.
2: <laughs> That's about it. it. It was comical. Well, Chris Velika was there because he does the Amazon thing now on Thursday nights, then he does college football, so it was a Chicago to Knoxville kind of a couple days. He's kind enough to wedge us into the schedule. It's the Bear, everybody, from game day. Of course, uh, ESPN's uh, great podcast, for Stephen the Bear podcast, and not to mention Daily Wager for our purposes. It's Chris Felica How you doing, Chris?
4: Uh, I'm, I'm I'm all right. Just won't be able to pay the mortgage this month because of the final play of the game yesterday. Okay, but that, that that's all right.
2: Wait, did you have the that's under? Not, I'm half kidding. you had the under.
4: I, I had under, I, I had Justin Fields under thirteen and a half completions. Yeah, and then that final pass, which was really out of bounds, but they didn't review it because technically it didn't matter in the game. That they rolled the catch. That was completion number fourteen. So. brutal. Yeah, that one. That one hurt. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We talked about it earlier. We talked about it earlier. We didn't think that was a catch, but they were like, "Yeah, it was a catch." Was it short. wasn't a catch. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. He was short, but his left arm was down out of bounds when he finally gained full control of the ball. So that that was the issue.
2: Yeah. We're betting on these things, to people.
4: Watch, yeah. It wasn't even close to are. a catch. There's, That's yeah. terrible. They 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 they, 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 re- they review put in the second the stuff that they review and then you don't review that because technically it doesn't matter. It was tough. That's yeah. right, though. All
2: right. That's good. We'll move on. Well, well, we'll we'll move on. Let's move on to Survivor real quick before you get your college football thoughts. What you have one entry in oh, Circa? What are you picking?
4: Yeah, I, I do. Well, I, I'm I'm really torn right now because I don't I don't I don't want to get involved with that game on Monday night. That's just
2: that's my thing. get involved
4: yeah. in a game. You can't get involved in a game between St- uh, Brennan Staley and Nathaniel Hackett. You, you just can't. Um, I thought about the Eagles, but it worries me how much that line has moved, and I know there is no ATS component uh, to, to, to go with it. Uh, the Packers I've already used, so I can't use them. Uh, I, I think I think maybe, maybe you just use Tampa Bay and move on, because I, I think a lot of people are just trying to save Tampa. To later in the year, I don't know. It was Christmas, I think. It, but is this thing going to make Christmas? I don't even know if it is. So it, it, this might just be a week where I just I burn Tampa and worry about it if I get that far.
2: Yeah, I was talking with Christmas earlier in the week. I was saying, you know, basically there's a seventy percent go through from week one to to the next week. As as an average, obviously, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. So, thirty percent attrition. If we do that the rest of the way, it was, it's talking about circus survivor now. With seven, eighteen left, you'll have about ten entries left by Christmas. Like seriously, it's a coin flip whether it's yeah. whether it's still going by Christmas Correct. if it goes at that
4: rate. All right, college. Flip- even less Even leaving less men standing is hard this to week too. What what are you? Like, uh, where, I, I, don't, I don't know.
2: Where where are you in the William Hill? I have Hill one
4: left. I, 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 I have I have one left. One last standing pro in college, and I'm. Uh, I hated last week's college card, and it showed um, I'm three back at a first. I was one back at a first entering last week. Now I'm three back at a first. because the week that I had. So we're halfway there. It's fine. Uh, I'm in it. I got. I got. I got a shot. Wow.
5: I'm okay.
2: That's the William Hill College Football one you're referring to at the end there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. the um, mm-hmm. What about the Matt Humans Invitational? Where are you in that?
4: I am. I'm uh, one game back of Chuck Edel. Oh, I nice. Believe, I'm uh, 19-6, and I believe he's 20-5, and. Uh, I'm in good shape with the tie break at 5-0 in the best bet column. So, yeah, I, I'm a little bummed about last week because I initially in the email had Notre Dame uh, minus the points written down, and then I wrote down, I was kind of getting a feeling that uh, the, way, the way the winds were blowing, that Willie Cunningham wasn't going to play for Louisville. And, of course, I opted for that wonderful closing line value uh, with Virginia instead of a no-sweat winner with Notre Dame. So, two, three, three and 3-2 turned into 2-3, and three, but that's okay. We're, we're right there. All right, um, you do this such a great job. This, uh, is, this he... is a new po- this is a new positive bear, by the way. I'm looking at the positive things. I'm not being, not iron sheet <laughs> fully negative. I'm just trying to put put it in the past and move on and have a, uh, have, a have a have a better week this year.
2: A new positive bear. All right, so you you and Stanford exactly. Steve do do such a great job with your college football uh, podcast, and and Stanford Steve was on SVP last night. He was talking about how much he liked TCU against um, this week, rather uh, when TCU mm-hmm. against Oklahoma State, coming off the win against Kansas. Oh. I bet Max Duggan to win the uh, Heisman at 100 to one. So for me, the path but is nice. they got to just keep on winning. So I like this. What's your thought on this? You're on TCU as well.
4: Yeah, I I, I am and. and I went back and looked. If you look at like, the adjusted expected points uh, on the offensive units and the defensive units of the 15 remaining undefeated teams, and Oklahoma State doesn't have a top-10 unit. Amongst the, among the 15 undefeated in either offense or defense. Like, they're giving up a ton of points. Uh, I don't want to say that they're not a legit good team, but if they keep giving up points at the rate that they are, a loss is going to find them. Uh, they were on the field for 100 and somewhat plays last week. They got some, some injuries now on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, the way the TCU offense is going right now, I wouldn't want to step in front of them and uh, and, and bet against them. I, I do like TCU, and I think the was pretty much consensus four now, as opposed to the three and a half that it was at. So yeah, I, I'd still lean towards uh, laying the points with TCU.
2: Yeah, pretty much painted four everywhere. What do you what do you like best besides that?
4: Uh, I, I like South Florida. Getting 12 against Tulane. Tulane's got a big game next week at home against Memphis. Uh, Tulane defense has been great. Uh, it won them the game last week against East Carolina. So um, ultimately, I think their defense is going to get more stops than South Florida. South Florida's been a little frisky this year. They played Florida close. They played Cincinnati close. So uh, I think 12 is too many in this spot. And I like Florida State. I. I this, this number is just like, when this number came out, I was like, wow, that's either just a total lack of respect for Clemson or a lot of respect for Florida State. And in talking with, uh, with, with John Murray from the book standpoint, like, I, I think they kind of aren't sure about Clemson either. And, and the sharp players really have come in on Florida State. And, and I am, I'm, I'm on the goals as well. That uh, game last week for Clemson up at Boston College Offensively, they really weren't great. Now they pulled away late against probably the worst team in the ACC. But they're going to need to be better on the road against a team that has excelled uh, as an underdog. I know they uh, kind of lost that game against NC State last week, and a uh, really, really brutal loss. Uh, even if that NC State had it back to quarterback and who couldn't complete a pass. But I think coming home in a big game like this is a good recipe for the Null. So. Uh, I'm going to be on FFC tomorrow as well.
2: All right, Florida State catching 3.5 against Clemson. By the way, South Florida in the previous game, catching 12 against Tulane. What about you're in Knoxville for game day for the uh, for the Tennessee-Alabama game? What are your thoughts here to the extent that you're allowed to talk about it? And what's the Bryce Young status?
4: I am handicapping the the going into the game, assuming Bryce Young will play. Now, whether that means he's 100%, whether it means he's... 80%, I don't know, but, but all indications from what I gather is that Bryce Young will play. I think there's a question on the Tennessee side of the ball uh, whether Cedric Tillman is going to play, which is a big loss. If he can't play, uh, this, this is just one of those games, though, where until Tennessee actually steps up and wins one of these games, I can't back the here. I would have to play Alabama at the reduced number. I, mean, I know it's the first time since 2008 uh, they're a single-digit favorite in this game. But you just look at the last the last eleven games versus Alabama and Georgia. Uh, they've been decided by an average of thirty-one points a game for Tennessee. Uh, Fifteen straight losses to Alabama by like an average of twenty-five points a game. I, 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 in, until the Vols are able to step up and win a game like this, it's hard for me not to bet the Tide uh, laying the seven and a half at a reduced number.
2: Kansas, Oklahoma, Kansas might be uh, is it a step back with Bean or you think it's pretty even? Bean versus Daniel.
4: I think it's a little bit. I, I think it's a little bit of a step back. But I think the bigger issue here is that Oklahoma is going to get uh, Dylan Gabriel back at quarterback, and, and that will eventually help them. If you look at you look at their offense from the time he took that vicious mess hit against TCU, and then last weekend, Texas, their offense has been inoperable. I mean, it's been awful. But with him back, uh, they'll be able to move the ball and score points on Kansas. Again, uh, I, 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 it's hard to. to you hit that button or walk up to the window and, and lay eight and a half or nine with Oklahoma, just how they are. But it's funny, Steve has talked about this all year long, and he said it multiple times. Like the hardest thing to do it's a lot of times in this sport is to just completely forget about how bad someone may have looked the week before. Just every week is a new week when you're dealing with 19-, 20-year-old kids. And I would expect Oklahoma to come out tomorrow and play, play really well. If I had to play that game, I'd lay the points
2: all right, we got 10 seconds, Chris. I'm going to just lay this one on you. Like, give me a team that no one's expecting to be in the college football playoff that might actually get there. Uh,
4: is TCU too obvious
2: of an answer. No, I like that answer. All right. That's what no, I wanted to no, hear. We'll give you that. That was why the question was asked. <laughs> I was nudging you towards TCU. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Of course
3: you were. <laughs> right, well.
2: Chris Felica, everybody. At Chris Felica. F A L L I C A on the Twitter machine. We'll come back with Matt Brown and his bevy of NFL picks next. Numbers Game VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. On Visa, the sports betting network. Basketball season's ready to tip off, and now's the time to grab your Visa Pro basketball betting guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA betters. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the Visa NBA betting guide by becoming a Visa Pro subscriber. Sign up now for ninety-nine dollars—just ninety-nine dollars—to get access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at visa.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at beating the book. J touchdown Jesus. Oh, I see, Gil. You learned well from O's the Mentalist, leading Chris Felica right into that TCU statement. Hmm. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag Thunder Dan baby steps. <laughs> Vegas Vice. Oh, so now you're playing O's the Mentalist with Felica, suggesting TCU, LOL. Uh, more than one. By the way, is O's coming in? it? Wow, I
3: we- picked up on that. Uh, we, f- we haven't heard anything back yet.
2: Okay. Let's get him in here. Trip Tepper. All right, this is for both you and Matt Brown. Matt Brown, ladies and gentlemen, joins us from the final countdown, which he does with Stormy Bonatoni, Monday through Fridays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific right here at And Trip Tepper asks, how do you quantify the tankapalooza variable on season win totals in the NBA, Jazz and Spurs unapologetically tanking when measuring schedule strength across the league? How do you factor Jazz and Spurs' as legit opponents? Do you just make them an automatic loss? Throw that out to both of you guys. How you doing, Matt, by
5: the way? Matt Brown, everybody. I'm surprised you had me back after my uh, after my week last week. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm glad to be. I mean, hey, I'm glad to be back, guys. I mean, you know, listen, I'm, hey, still, hey, I'm one, still alive. I have an internet connection and everything. It's great. Yeah, I can still pay the
2: bills. It's amazing. Two more of those, Matt, and then it's all bets are off. Yeah, strike yeah, one. That's true. <laughs>
5: yeah, strike one. I might not have internet. Yes, I might not have internet connection <laughs> if we have another week like that. Yeah, that's for
2: sure. What about? I'll, I'll throw it out to both of you. What about the NBA question, real I, quick?
5: I mean, Matt,
3: I'll, I'll start. Look, there these teams with lower win totals. This this is such a cop out answer, but these teams with lower. win win totals. I am mainly avoiding altogether just because if anything if they start off the season slow, have an injury uh, you know, Hornets are a team that JVT brings up as an example, uh, and I think they're a good one coming in with some injuries into the season, and, you know, Miles Bridges is dealing with what he's dealing with. I mean, look, they, you stumble out of the gates at all, you can see these teams go into full tank mode pretty quick. So I'm I'm just avoiding it with all those teams at the bottom. I think there's a lot of people looking at teams like the Magic. I've heard that like the overs on them, and, and I'm look, the, I like that team. I like some of the pieces they have on it. But with it, I think we're going to see some incredible tanking this year. So I'm just avoiding teams like that.
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm with you, man. Like, so this is for me. I'm. I'm actually going to be more looking at the teams that aren't quite in that bottom, bottom tier that are going to be pulling the ripcord. Like yes. whenever things go, when things go south, because there's supposedly, again, I'm not an NBA scout, but there are supposedly three cannot miss product uh, like prospects in this draft, and so it's kind of like I'm looking for that next tier of team. That things don't start out right, or thing uh, an injury happens, or somewhere along the way, and it's like, okay, let's pull the ripcord and try to get one of those three guys and really turn this franchise around. So that's really what I'm going to be looking at early. In the Isn't
2: season. this a great advertising for adjusted NBA season win totals in season? Like mm-hmm. once you see one of those directions sort of happening, where you're like, oh,
5: oh yes, hell yeah, bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's
2: Absolutely. that. There's that as well. All right, let's talk some NFL. Mateo, you ready to do this?
5: Yeah, yeah, about as ready as I'm gonna be. Yeah, okay. Let's do this,
2: yeah. okay, let's start with uh, let's start with your sides here. What do you like best?
5: Yeah, I mean, look, this week there were two that I was really all over, and honestly, they they haven't moved all that much in my favor. So I don't, you know, uh, maybe my opinions wrong. But the, the first one was getting the Vikings at three, and now the three and a halfs are starting to show, and the threes are certainly heavily juiced and all that. I got, I just guess I can't get to a point to where Skyler Thompson to me is is keeping this thing at a field goal. Like I don't understand it opened at three. It seems like the writing's on the wall. Maybe this isn't going to officially move because sometimes we see this, like you need the super confirmation before the, the lines get to to move in something crazy here. But look, it's a seventh round rookie. He looked absolutely atrocious whenever he came in. And I, I understand the Vikings are an annoying team to bet. I understand that yeah, they, they are continue to allow teams to kind of creep back in. But I will say this about this Viking squad. And I actually did a little sprinkle on the Vikings. I had a bunch of Vikings pre, you know, preseason bets as it was anyway. But um, I put in a 25 to one on them to win the Super Bowl. If you look at the schedule oh. for this team, it is. Listen, if you look at the schedule for this team, it has softened up just by the by the nature of how some of these teams have played out. A lot. We might be looking at like a 13 and four Vikings team, and it, it, it isn't even because the Vikings are all that great, but it might just be because of the way that the schedule. Pans out. And so I wanted to have that. I mean, look, Cardinals, Commanders, outside of the Bills and Cowboys, then it goes Patriots, Jets, Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers, uh, Bears to end this season out. I mean, like, this is, there's a lot of wins on that schedule for a very frustrating team here. But again, at a field goal for me, I just thought it's a little bit short going up against a seventh round rookie. And by the way, an under the radar, very bad defense that the Dolphins are fielding right now. I mean, every single advanced statistic has shown them as one of the worst defenses in all the NFL.
3: This has been driving me nuts since, I mean, what, since yesterday? How has that number not not (laughs) gone up more, Matt? Like, it's wild to me that we're talking about what, at most, this is a – a six point difference on a neutral between these two teams with a with a seventh round rookie f- starting for the Dolphins. I I am this is my bet where I I'm big on the Vikings this week and Skylar Thompson out. If you could beat me, great. Tip the cap to you. But but I'm with you, man. I'm I'm loaded up on that side as well.
2: I'm looking to see what I guessed on uh guessing lines. Assuming Tyler I I, I guessed three. I think you were right on the number. I was yeah. right on the number. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, easy schedules moving forward, after the uh, Eagles play the Cowboys, their schedule's super-duper easy as well. But you still like the Eagles this week as well.
5: Yeah, and this was, you know, look, I got fortunate here. It was just, I, it, once it dipped to four and a half, I just thought this was a little bit of people trying to manifest that these offensive linemen weren't going to play for the Eagles. And, of course, that didn't come to fruition. And so looks like they're all going to play. This thing has now jumped through the key-ish number of six all the way to six and a half. At this point, I think that is far, by far more appropriate. Look, I, it's very hard for me on a one-dimensional team to buy in against a team that I think is probably the most complete team in the NFL. And this is a one-dimensional team in the Cowboys. They are a good defense and a very poor offense. And, like, you can look at this, and Cooper Rush has been fine, and he's done what he's needed to do so far. But it is not, it is just certainly not one of those things for me where I'm going to just say, hey, look, oh, this defense is going to be able to go and shut down Jalen Hurts, who has proven now to be not only mobile, not only far more accurate passing, but actually has weapons on the outside. And then, oh, by the way, the Eagles still are are fielding one of the more elite defenses in the NFL. It, to me, pretty straightforward when it was at four and a half, at six and a half, I think you can make a case. You know, to that it's more of a pass. I don't still don't think I'm making a Cowboys case at the six and a half, but uh probably more of a pass at that number.
2: Six and a half, man. This just keeps going up and up. That is a lot to me. That's that's yeah. a little too much in my opinion. Um, okay. Buffalo Bills, two point favorites. You like the Bills against the Chiefs.
5: So I bet the Bills before the Monday night football games. So I was trying to get out ahead of if the Chiefs looked bad. And so I took the two. The Chiefs come back and win, and the game only moves a half point, so sitting in two and a half. So I didn't really gain much equity in the the bet or whatever. But I honestly think from top to bottom, we're just looking at a more complete team from the Bills. This offense has just gone hot knife through butter through every single defense that they played. Let's not forget, the one loss, they still were. I mean, literally outgained the Dolphins by like 9,000 yards in that game. Just couldn't get... In the end zone, right? I mean, they have been able to just walk up and down the field against everybody that they played all year. And we have seen the Chiefs, despite the fact they've been able to get it done a couple of different times, they have actually struggled. And how good do these wins now look, given what we know about these teams? Like the Cardinals at the beginning of the season, the Chargers, the Colts, the Bucks. I'm not taking anything away from the Chiefs. I'm just saying we thought murderers row to start the season. Guys, we had this conversation yes. way back when we were doing primetime action, yes. right? And now we look back at this and look we go, wait, that Cardinals team and this Chargers team is all beat up and now the Colts are, are garbage and the Bucks are all beat up. So it's kind of like what we thought was this murderers row to start. It doesn't look as daunting now as, you know, once we've seen these teams kind of play out here. So for me, look, this the scheme for built for Buffalo, they got all those injuries on the defensive side. I thought they were going to take a big step back. And instead it looked just like the Buffalo defense at the beginning of the year. And I'm not saying that the, that the, that the injuries didn't matter. I just think they're so well coached and so well schemed. And Josh Allen brings such an incredible dynamic to the game with that arm and his legs that, I just think they're the better team in this thing. And um, to me, getting it under a field goal was was certainly the play.
2: All right. We only have a minute left, but I just want to, yeah. you have the Bengals money line at minus 115 as well. That was the one on guessing lines where I guess Bengals minus three and a half and both Kelly and Chrissy were, were on my side. They're like, we like your number better. It hasn't moved. If anything, it moved the other way, a tick to minus one and a half. I saw yesterday. We're showing minus two consensus. You got them on the money line. And then your teasers are anchored by the bucks this
3: week.
5: Yeah, I mean, who's going to catch the ball for the Saints? I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's not Michael Thomas is going to be out there. Jarvis Landry is going to be out there. We don't know how the concussion protocol thing is going to work for Olave. I mean, like, they may not be down to wide receiver four and five. So, I mean, listen, it's it's a good Bengals defense. You can say what you want to about the offense, but it's a good defense. And so, I don't know how the Saints move the ball under a field goal, I think, is certainly a bet. And yeah, look, if the Bucks can't win this game against this Steelers team by a field goal, then. I have to massively downgrade the books. Like, I don't care if it's on the road or not. Small hands pick it. Remember guys, Kenny pickett has got small hands. We gonna start hearing that pretty soon. Like is, <laughs> the, if, if they, if they lose games, like they're going to, he's got small hands, you know, so small hands pick it. They got, they got to win this thing by field. goal.
2: Did you say, what was it? The, uh, the, I don't know if you call it a meme or not, but they get on the internet when they, someone was, was a uh, fist bumping <laughs> it like that. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Uh, don't uh, forget he gained a quarter of, uh, or an eighth of an inch on the, uh, on the hand size as well. The true, hand span. Let's go. Let's get it done, Matt. We appreciate it. Good luck, guys. Final Countdown with Stormy Bonitoni and Matt Brown. 4 p.m. Eastern, today at VEASAN. Coming back with Adam Burke next. At Bed
0: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: numbers game on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points so you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM rewards sports betting's premier loyalty program including exclusive offers incredible experiences and valuable perks when you wager with betmgm sign up with betmgm or log in today to take advantage of betmgm rewards eligibility restrictions apply visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager please gamble responsibly and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER skill alexander kelly bidlin here as well uh pro tip of the hour by the way let's harken back to kelly's wonderful segment that he did earlier on alternate NBA season win totals, NBA alternate win totals can offer great value, but still make sure to shop around and compare to regular win totals prices. But man, oh man, the opportunities are there because the notion that these are priced correctly, it's probably a fallacy. And by the way, in-season win totals also perhaps a way to go as well if you miss the boat here early on. That is your VEASAN Pro Tip of the Hour. We do 20 a day. I've done the math for everybody uh, every hour on every show. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers, by the way. Only, though, you should know that at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport. And by show, little uh, Miami Dolphins news, Kelly. What do we got?
3: Yeah, just coming out of camp down there today. Mike McDaniel said Tua and Teddy are still in concussion protocol as of today. If Teddy is cleared by tomorrow, he will back up Skylar Thompson on Sunday. If he's not cleared, some guy named Reed Sinnott will be ev- uh, elevated from the practice squad.
2: wasn't Wasn't he? Didn't he back up in Arizona? Was that where he backed up, Reed Senate? Where was he? Sure. Because didn't we have a primetime action game where are like, we have no idea who Kyler Murray's backup is. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm confusing the two. I'm not sure.
3: Well, uh, let's see. Wikipedia says his current team is the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, I guess he's jumped around a little bit. <laughs> Wait, I got that wrong.
2: Um, okay. No, no. I was yeah, I was thinking of somebody else, actually. Backup quarterbacks. What's Chris Collinsworth uh, the most important position in football quarterback? Second most important position, backup quarterback. Um, that thing about concussions is a very big point, though. Because of the extra vigilance. Of the new concussion protocol, which they just slipped in this past Saturday, you got to be that much more diligent as a handicapper knowing who might not be able to come back. Because if anything, the NFL is going to err on the side of safety now, one would believe, given what we've seen this year. Um ladies and gentlemen he's kind enough to join us in studio because he's got a little thing afterwards that he's got to attend to it's our own Adam Burke
6: how you doing man good good to be here also on the same lines with the concussion thing college football head coaches are going to be much much more careful with that yeah so if a quarterback gets concussed on saturday i think we can reasonably assume he's not going to play the following game so, you know, it's always hard to find that injury information for college football, but I think with concussions, it should be pretty easy to figure out now.
2: I have like 25 things I want to talk to you about. One is, you did this great piece in the NBA uh, basketball betting guide about mid-range jumpers. Care to give the uh, 30-second speech on that?
6: Yeah, you know, I, I just, I try to find a fun topic to write about and contribute something to the NBA guide. Last year, I talked about, you know, the emphasis on three-pointers, how scoring has largely gone up in the NBA because of shot selection, taking a lot more threes and taking those high percentage twos, but... You know, something that's been talked about a lot in the NFL, everyone's playing cover two, cover three, not a whole lot of man. So we're not seeing a lot of passing success for a lot of these teams. So things, trends are cyclical in all these sports. And you look at some of the good teams, the Bucks, the Suns, they're starting to shoot more mid-range jumpers because they know the three-point line is what everyone's paying attention to. They'll go ahead and take those shots. So that was kind of what I wrote about is that smart teams are starting to take mid-range jumpers, mm-hmm. and more teams will start doing kind of that copycat method like they always do. It's see- all It always sways.
3: I think the best example of that last year, Adam, right, is DeMar DeRozan, right? Like, DeMar DeRozan having a monster season. What does DeMar DeRozan do best? He shoots mid-range jumpers. That's what he does. And I think you did a good job in that piece, too, of pointing out of, hey, look, this is it's something to keep an eye on, right? Some of, some of the numbers might not completely tell you this is something that they're going to really be scorching teams with all season long for mid-range jumpers, but we know they're not getting off the three-point line or, going attack, or, or staying away from attacking the rim anytime soon. So maybe that becomes more of a factor this season or even beyond.
2: Well, it's when analytics tell you it's it's the worst thing in the game, and then eventually, after a certain moment, that becomes an exploitable thing. Right. It just the pendulum swings the other way.
6: Well, I think it's one of those things, too. You know, scoring in the NFL just kept going up and up and up and up, and now defenses have combated that. Scoring in the NBA has gone up and up and up and up, and now it may come to a point where – maybe unders end up having a little bit more value because teams are kind of going with more of this mid-range look. And also something else I kind of looked at was that a lot of the teams that like to shoot the mid-range jumpers kind of tend to play a little bit slower of a pace. It takes mm-hmm. more time yeah. to create that shot. So, again, another reason why I think maybe totals could be worth looking at here as we go throughout the NBA season.
2: All right. You're here because you and Parlay, Jeff Parlay, uh, producer number five and eight here at numbers game, uh, but he does uh, live shows on Saturday and Sunday. You guys are doing an Ohio focused show after this in studio Um, which apparently begins with uh, Tom Hanks' voiceover. Together, we are all Guardians. That's what you should do, by the way. Guardians, speaking of them, you are very nervous today. Game two postponed from yesterday. Cortez on the hill for the Yankees. How do you feel about this game?
6: Yeah, and this is the big issue. In fact, we're seeing Yankees' money come in here today because Cleveland cannot hit lefties. They've not hit lefties all season long. Their weighted on base average in the second half of the year was 20 points lower than any other team in baseball against left-handed pitching. So that's not a great look going up against Nestor Cortez here tonight. They do have Shane Bieber on the mound. The one thing I worry about with Shane Bieber is that really good offenses are able to take him to the opposite field. They're able to drive that fastball the other way. The teams in the AL Central aren't able to do that because most of those offenses aren't all that good. So that's the one thing I worry about with Bieber here today and the reason why I didn't take the under, even though it seems like an obvious play, given that Cleveland scored four runs in three playoff games, including one that went 15 innings. But there's also some sneaking suspicion, gut intuition I have that the Guardians just find ways to get garbage runs, you know, bloopers that fall in, seeing eye singles, stuff like that. We'll see, but uh, I actually don't have anything pre-game on this one, and, and I don't know if I'll have anything in-game, honestly. Line has moved 20
2: points right there, 20, uh, 20 cents, I should say, to uh, plus 145 on the Guardians on the comeback. Then there's the two uh, National League game threes today in their respective division series, both the Braves and the Phillies, and the, uh, the Dodgers and the Padres knotted up at one game apiece. They go now to Philly and San Diego. Spencer Strider on the hill for the Braves today. What do you any, any play in this game?
6: Yeah, I think it's really hard to have a pregame position on this one because Spencer Strider hasn't pitched since, what, I think September 18th, September mm-hmm. 19th with that oblique injury. I don't know how sharp he's going to be. I don't know how long he's going to work in this game. Got to be and a pitch count here. You would think so. There's yeah. got to be probably, what, 60 to 75 pitch counts, something like that. Who knows how deep he gets into games. He can get into some deep counts because he's a strikeout guy, so that may kind of run up that pitch count a little bit. But Aaron Nola, so I love Aaron Nola, and Aaron Nola had a career year. But Aaron Nola throughout his career, the third time through the order has really tripped him up. He gave up 10 home runs in 55 innings the third time through the order this year. So I'm kind of looking to maybe live bet Atlanta in the fifth or sixth inning. We'll see what happens with Strider. We'll see how long he's able to work into the game, if the Braves can set their bullpen up. But Nola has issues the third time through, and that's something I think is pretty concerning for this matchup.
2: Same could be said for Tony Gonsolin on a pitch count with the Dodgers today.
6: Yeah, absolutely. It's tough to play pregame here. I mean, Gonsolin's made one start. Since, what, late August. So, you know, I don't know what you're going to get out of him today. What I'm hoping for in this game, I think seven and a half is a pretty fair total, but I'm hoping maybe for the first two innings to be scoreless, then come in and take the live over. Because Blake Snell is a guy that, as we know, his third time through the order has been very detrimental for him. His second time through the order is not great either. So I'm hoping for nothing, nothing through two, then maybe pluck a live over at you know, over four and a half, over five and a half, plus money, something like that. Your favorite NFL pick of the week. Favorite NFL pick of the week. I don't mean to make this all about Cleveland, but (laughs) I like the over in in the Patriots and Browns game. And I know there's going to be a little bit of wind in that game, but the Browns defense is bad. I mean, it is really, really bad. It's not good against the run. It's not good against the pass, but the Patriots really got that running game going last week with, with Ramondre Stevenson in that game against the Lions, arguably the most complete performance the Patriots have had since Tom Brady was there. I think they run the football with great effectiveness against Cleveland. And New England's defense isn't what it used to be. And the Browns can obviously run the football extremely well. And we just talked about at the top of this segment, teams that can run the ball are having a lot of success this year offensively. These two teams can run the ball. I think this isn't over. And I'm wondering if maybe the wind kind of drags this total back down a little bit, closer to kickoff. So I took it earlier in the week at 42. But if that's something that you want to look at, you may get a little bit better of a number by being patient.
2: All right, give us a little 20 seconds. Your favorite college football player of the week. (laughs) Uh,
6: Well, I do like UConn this week against Ball State. Uh, That's a game we're going to have some wind in that one in Muncie. UConn's got a pretty good running game, and they've been much better, much scrappier than I expected them to be this year. But another one I like is Miami of Ohio laying a touchdown against Bowling Green. Bowling Green cannot run the football. They throw it almost as much as anybody in the country. They're not a very efficient offense. That's another game where wind is expected to be a factor, so that'll really neutralize Bowling Green's offense, whereas Miami of Ohio, better defense, better running game. It's a big number, but I'll lay the seven with the Red Hawks. The
2: Fighting goulets of UConn. That was the headline right there. All right. And, of course. He's very excited over there when very I said UConn. Uh, the one-man audience over there of UConn fans. The Okay. And the thing that you do most regularly here daily on the website, daily article with picks, we should probably let everybody know that they can go there.
6: Yeah. yeah. I've been doing that. I brought back the daily article for the playoffs, so you can check that out every day over at vcin.com. Don't always have a pick, but I talk about my blueprint, kind of what I'm looking for from a live betting standpoint. Hopefully we uh, get everything that works out in our favor today. Dude, you do it all.
2: Maybe some uh, season win total things before next baseball season this time. Around. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Do that again. Maybe. <laughs> I want to want to hold them to that. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Adam Burke, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Good luck with all your picks this weekend. Megapod, by the way, on the Beating the Book feed. Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.